Earthlings. Welcome to a place of magic, conspiracy, and mystery. Looking for answers to the oddities and strangeness of this world? These are the Amalgophiles. And a quick welcome back to our lovely Jordan Epperson. Welcome back, Jordan. Thanks, guys. Um, hello. It's been a minute. I know, right? It's been a <laughs> yeah. little bit. We've uh, we've been to Massachusetts and back and all kinds of awesome new things. Right, exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about that. What's been going on with you? We didn't want to kind of let the fans know too much of your business, but at the same time, now that everything is already said and done, what 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 had you away from us, Jordan? Um, well, I gave birth to my second child. Um, and he's getting, he's, he's lined up to be a giant. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well deserved. That's awesome. Congratulations to you and Spencer, um, and your daughter as well. You guys got a new addition. That's amazing. And um, thank you for, um, you know, enduring and being here with us and everything. We know it's a lot, but um, it's awesome that you're still here uh, doing the Amalgam Files with us. And, um, yeah, welcome back. Good to be back. All right. Um, and also hello to our listeners and fans, all of you people out there and social media and the Internet and Spotify and iTunes and all of the great places you where podcasts are found. Thank you for tuning in. As Shelby already schooled you, this is the Amalgam Files, where we like to talk about all kinds of stuff. The whole point is just to give a platform of conversation that we can converse about different topics, prove things, disprove things, um, come up with ideas, uh, show evidence, uh, discuss research, what have you. Um, this show's topic, uh, pretty relevant topic, um, in our uh, everyday lives, as it, as it were. Um, COVID-19, accident of nature or man-made biological weapon? Um, I guess the crooks of us doing this show is pretty much um, not just going into the conspiracy theories, but also going into some personal questions and um, ideas and thoughts about what it's been like to have been living this last year in a... Uh, much, much different world than I think any of us have ever been accustomed to. Um, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to be getting into some research. We're going to be getting into some higher points of the, um, you know, different angles of this entire pandemic throughout the time of its inception till now. Um, the cure and a couple of other things. Uh, starting off, ladies, what do you think? Should we... Um, Jump right into the questions, or what do, you, what do you want to do here? You know, I got questions. You always have questions. There, there are always questions. And oh, we sometimes have files. answers. Right. You know, this is the amount of files. We got to have some questions. It'd be kind of arrogant if we just walked around with all the answers all the time. You know, we're not, we can't all be Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All of us got to ask and not know stuff. But um, so I'm going to jump into my first question here. Um, this is for both of you. Just uh, answer at your leisure. Um, how did finding out about COVID-19 make you feel initially? I mean, here we are. It's the beginning of, it's the end of 2019. A couple of people are sick. Um, it doesn't seem as if this is going to be what it looks like it's going to be initially. But then, boom, like this thing starts and the world changes and like people are running over each other in the grocery store for toilet paper and hand sanitizer. and There's nothing on the shelves. It's, I mean, how do you guys feel, especially Jordan, especially you, like, you know, young one at home, husband, that's, you know, uh, back and forth, you, you know, doing what you can to keep the home fires burning and doing your mom thing. That in general concern at first, what was that like? Just the world, you know, turning over the way that it did. Um, to be honest, my life didn't actually change a ton, mm. um, because I, I don't really leave the house too, too often. Okay. <laughs> you, you can blame Steve and his, uh, what was it, Spring Hill Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will never forget Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think Jordan and I, uh, shared a little bit of, um, 
what do you call it, quarantine time right after that story. I think we were both kind of in the house, just kind of hanging out for a month or two after we heard the Spring Springheel Jack story. Thanks a lot, Steve Van Sampson, for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't leave the house too, too often. I mean, you know, I obviously go out in my own yard, but right. being a stay-at-home mom, I don't, I don't go to work. I mean, my work consists of, you know, hanging out with my kids all day, right. cleaning my house and cooking and doing all that. Okay. Um, so, I mean... It didn't change my life a whole lot, and my husband, he, um, he's either in a truck most of the day, or he's working in a shop where he works with, like, six people, and he has his own shop bay, or he's outside, so his life didn't really change too, too much either. He was, he's an essential worker, so he continued working. Okay. Um, and it, he, he didn't get, you know, a ton of exposure to a bunch of people in general. So, I mean, we have taken precautions. Like, we, we always wear masks when we go out, or uh, I, I have a bottle of hand sanitizer that I keep in the truck. Um, and my, my three-year-old has gotten so that, like, as soon as we get in the car and she's buckled into her, uh, her car seat and I'm in the driver's seat, she, like, holds her hand out for hand sanitizer. <laughs> She's ahead of the curve. That's what it is. She knows yeah, what's going on. Yeah. Just hold her hand out and, and we'll just hold it there until you get her some hand sanitizer. All right. um, I think the biggest thing that was different was just comparing when I was pregnant with her back in 2017 versus being pregnant with my son. And that was... Um, this time around, I wasn't allowed anybody with me at the doctor's office. Um, I also, you know, I had to wear a mask the entire time I was in the office. I had to use hand sanitizer before I checked in, before I uh, took anything from the doctors, before they would take my temperature, and so on. Um, and I even had to go get COVID testing before I was um, induced with my son. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I had to, I, I had gestational diabetes, and my sugar levels went crazy at the end, so they decided that I had to be induced um, sooner rather than later, hmm. and they literally scheduled my induction date so that they could send me that day that they decided I was going to be induced to go get my COVID test so that they would have two days in order to get my results in. Okay. Um, and I had to drive, uh, I, I live closer to Richmond area and I had to drive all the way up to like, Fairfax to go get COVID testing. And they were like, you need to go right now. <laughs> okay. So, so I guess, what, I guess what I'm, what, what I'm hearing here is that life immediately for you really didn't change that much. And like, initially it wasn't that much of a, like you didn't really see the results until after you kind of left the homestead and you kind of were yeah. going about your business daily and then you saw the the change in the world there more so than yeah. it was at home. Okay. That's fair. Shelby, same question to you. Um, how did finding out about this initially make you feel like, again, same, same setup. This is like beginning of 2019 going into 20, few people are sick and then boom, this thing happens and the store shelves are bare and people are stepping over each other for toilet paper and, clubbing each other over the head for hand sanitizer. What are, you, what, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I immediately was like in kind of like a sort of panic mm. because when I found more out about the virus and they were talking about that people with like medical conditions and stuff are at high risk and I have some severe respiratory issues wow so okay. when i found out that i was a, a high risk i was like i cannot go anywhere right so i mean for me i'm a full-time student so school immediately like we were not going on campus anymore everything was on zoom um i mean with my my roommates and stuff we would always 
go and play D&D at our favorite restaurant every Monday. It got completely shut down and they're like completely closed for good now. And I'm just like, I was used to getting out of the house doing something every single day. And then immediately I was just like isolated Mm. in my room all the time. And when out in the public, I was so paranoid because like, I mean, when you are listening to the media and they're talking about how many cases there are and how many people are dying, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to do these things. I do not want to die. Right. (laughs) Cause they're just like instilling that fear into you. Like, about how serious everything is. Mm. And I'm worried. I'm like, even though I'm washing my hands, hand sanitizer, mask and stuff, staying away from people, not everyone else is listening to these measures. Mm. Not everyone else is taking these precautions that I am. And so I'm worried. I was so worried that even though I was doing everything I was supposed to do, that I was still going to get sick because someone else wasn't. Understood. Complete. No. And that's, I think everybody um, shares that fear at some point during this pandemic, um, just in in a general sense. Like, you're worried about that. People not caring and worrying about themselves like you would worry about yourself. So I completely get it. Um, Totally. For me, oh, man, I think it's a weird mix of both because, like Jordan, um, well, I was, you know, out the house a lot more so, but I think I didn't really see the changes like me. I I don't care what it is, any kind of national emergency or whatever. My, my first response is to make sure that there's like, you know, good rations, plenty of ammunition, some bottled water and all my locks work. And that's about as far into it as I'm going, you know, as long as I can, you know, keep my little four walls uh, protected and safe and my boy's good. And I can do what I can do for my family. I'm okay, you know, with feeling like that. So just hearing about this initially, that was my first thought. I was like, okay, well, you know, just do what I normally do, you know? And then I started to, like Shelby said, um, hear more about the, I saw the masks and I wasn't planning on going anywhere anyway. I pretty much had everything I needed, um, you know, immediately in the house. So going places wasn't really an option. Um, I was working at the time. So there was precautions as far as that was concerned. And, watching the different protocols that would come with time is that, you know, in the, in the beginning, like the mask, washing your hands, keeping social distancing, everything shutting down um, the governor and his decisions at the time to do whatever. And, you know, the stuff that was going on politically and how all that stuff was going to come down. So it was just more about waiting for that. But I think it was a weird mixture of both. Like, I don't think it really hit me until it got into, until I got into the world. But then when it did, I kind of initially was like, okay, so what <laughs> like what? what's happening there's a, a airborne what now is okay how many people are dying and that kind of you know makes you you know think just in general like all right how serious is this i mean am i am i like supposed to be around people and um you know the precautions were pretty normal like you know wash your hands uh you know don't spit on people don't lick anybody um these were things that i was doing already keep keep your distance you know these were all things I was already doing. So it was like, all right, just wear a mask on top of what I normally do. Okay, I could do that. And um, so I didn't really feel that shock until, like, I, I guess, like Shelby, I, I saw things and how things were changing. So I agree with both of you on that. And I um, definitely can understand and feel you. Um, my next question. And I think we kind of glazed over this and did the pretty much, uh, you know, topical stuff, but... What are some of the ways you protected yourself during the pandemic? Obviously, we talk about masks and hand sanitizer and, of course, social distancing. But um, were there any other ways outside of those that we already mentioned that either one of you were more cautioned? Like Jordan pretty much was like, yep, not not leaving. Just go stay here and good luck, world. Like I like that approach though. That's real. You know what? That's that's real final, but at the same time, it's it's sure proof. You know what I mean? Like it's not. You can't win if you don't play. You know. <laughs> <It's that simple. laughs> um, I mean, I'm not I'm not a real touchy feely person in the first place. Yeah, me either. So, right? the, so the fact that you know we had to do social distancing and it gave me a really good excuse for people to not hug me <laughs> was fabulous. <laughs> oh, 
Oh yes, if everyone loves can that. Keep that going once yeah. we're out of this whole scenario. <laughs> I would be perfectly okay with that. Mm. I mean, there have been a good number of times that, and Spencer's not a real touchy feely person either. No, I like it's okay. Too. It's okay for like him and I to touch each other, right? But other people trying to touch us, we're both like, eh, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not hug it out. Let's not do that right now. Yeah, no, and I completely understand that too. I do. And there have been a good number of times that, like, one of us has been at the store, and somebody is like getting way too close to us. And especially now that I have the baby, usually Spencer will go to the store by himself just so that we don't have to deal with both of the kids in the cart and right. all of that. Um, but sometimes we all will, the whole family will end up at the store. And so, especially with the baby and people like trying to get close and I'm like, listen, we're supposed to be social distancing. There's a sticker right there on the floor. Um, can you back up? Thanks. That'd be fabulous yeah, you got, you know, I'm, I'm, I was really digging that like six feet apart those stickers in the stores and like how they distance things off even in like restaurants and stuff when you go in there to sit or wait for your food there's like those okay they shut off every other table so it's like you can't sit here because of the social distancing I'm alright with that yeah, that's also been fabulous for my toddler. Okay it's like, that. oh, she's not bothering the people behind us, is she? And it's like, oh, wait, there are no people behind us. We're good. <laughs> okay. All right, so it's had it's had its it's had its pleasantries as well. It had, it's had its hidden <laughs> gems in there. <laughs> All right. Um, Shelby, same thing to you. Any any extra ways or you know, different approaches you've had to keeping yourself safe other than the ones that we've talked about? So I just want to say COVID is probably the best excuse to get out of awkward dating situations (laughs) (laughs) because obviously the the dating world has pretty much just gone like on the internet, essentially just dating apps and stuff like that. Right. But with the pandemic, if someone's like, Oh, you want to hang out? I'm like, Sorry, can't. There's yeah. a pandemic happening. Could kill us both. You know what that did? It is definitely the best excuse to get out of going anywhere. You're like, oh, sorry, can't. Pandemic. Okay. <laughs> and so Shelby's one of those that she's like, oh, it just gave me a reasonable excuse to get out of this. <laughs> yes. And not only that, but wearing a mask, I only have to do half of my makeup. Oh, oh, it's the best. Oh, it's the absolute best. Okay. All right. So it's got it's got a tendency to agendas there. I can see that. Um, actually, I wanted to kind of talk about something or piggyback off something one of you guys said. Um, when you were like, it's pretty much an excuse to get out of doing stuff, and I gotta kind of turn that around at some of our municipalities and how you know some of the. Uh, inner workings of the states have been running um, unemployment, uh, you know, the, the court systems and just like I'm for speaking for myself for different instances that I've encountered and heard throughout um, the state of Maryland. It's like some of these organizations have literally taken the year off. Everything's automated. There's no way to reach anyone. There's like an emergency number that someone um, mans or, 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 you know, answers throughout part of the day but even that's an experience in itself and it's like hey we'll just kind of use this to kind of and i get the fact that you know you got to be safe and you got to social distance but it's like we do have zoom we do have phones we do have a lot of other ways of you know still being able to run stuff and keep people informed and you know i didn't i just it felt inappropriate that some of these municipalities i felt like took that same advantage (laughs) it was like all right well we don't, we can't be around you, uh, COVID, you know what I'm saying? So sorry, you know, and it just feels like, uh, how do you guys feel about that? Did you experience any of that in your communities? Um, Spencer went to go and I think he was like, I don't know, registering tags for a new vehicle or something. He went to the DMV. Uh-huh. Um, and the county that we live in has a DMV go, which is basically, you know, the, you can, it has limited services. Um, it's a smaller office, limited services, shorter lines because you're not waiting for everything to be done through this office. Right. Um, well, it's one of the few offices 
in Virginia, the entire state, that allows you to come in without an appointment. Okay. And so he, when he went, there was actually like I don't know a two-hour line, and people had to sit and sit and wait in their vehicles. They went up, they would get a number, then they would go sit in their vehicle, and they would be called from their vehicle to come in and, and complete their business. Um, there were people there that had been like waiting for six months for their appointment at the DMV in like Northern Virginia. And one guy had missed his appointment and it was going to be another six months to get a new appointment. Wow. So he just drove down to take care of his business at that one just because they were like, nope, sorry. Wow. And he need, and obviously he needs his vehicle to be able to get around and most exactly. likely go to work and stuff like that. And you know, it's like exactly. And then he got to the DMV down. The, the guy had gotten to the DMV down here, and uh, something happened. Like in that amount of time, like the guy's green card expired, or some, something was wrong, and so they couldn't complete his transaction because he didn't have proper identification with him because wow. it expired while waiting for an appointment. <laughs> wow. What about you, so. Shelby? How are they doing over there in Georgia? Oh, my gosh. People are crazy. Well, you know. <laughs> like that's, that's the rest of the country, too, apparently. Yeah, I mean, pretty that's, much anywhere. And I mean, <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I mean... <laughs> My parents were just like the rest of them, especially my my father. Oh, my gosh. He was like, Shelby, I was able to get like four packs of toilet paper. And I'm like, Dad, really? You're a, <laughs> you're a Karen now. He's like, well, what's a what's a Karen? I'm like, it's you. It's you, Dad. Do you one who need all- the toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, do you need all that toilet paper? I don't think you do. Right. But I mean kind of going off of like what Jordan was saying like getting appointments and stuff like even now it's still hard like especially with the VA and stuff like that because mm. a lot of people in the VA like are more elderly people so they've had their entire facility closed so all of the appointments are either over something similar of Zoom or right, over the Wait phone hold on mm-hmm. are we talking about the veteran the veterans hospital like the veterinarians association hospital just shut down so we ha- so it's kind of like an outpatient mm-hmm. like hospital that's here but yes it completely was closed so if you had an emergency you had to go to the regular hospital <laughs> and so for like your regular appointments and stuff it's over the phone so literally i've been having to wear a brace lately because i messed up my wrist i literally have a bone just kind of sticking out of my wrist Oh my goodness. And my doctor's like, explain it to me over the phone. And I'm like, nah, you need to look, you gotta at, look this, at this. You got to look at this, right? <laughs> and I mean, so it's. And I had a similar thing with my, uh, with my postpartum appointment. They did it over the phone and they're like, yeah, is everything normal? I'm like, well, I mean, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. wrong. How are you feeling? Like, what? what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And see, this is what I'm... And, and ladies, I mean, obviously, we're we're being as satirical as we possibly could be. This is a very uh, deep and hard subject as it is. So being satirical, I think, is the only rational way of kind of going at this. Just, Just laugh through the pain. Yeah, seriously, no. I mean, 2020 has been that kind of year. and But, I mean, in all the seriousness of it, like... Just those statements that were made, like, yeah, they just, you know, shut down. And I get, okay, we got to be safe. We got to be, you know, but like, but like not at the letting same time, Chicago Uno's is open and Walmart is open. Like, at, exactly. all right, did the churches and the schools get shut down, but Walmart's open, dude? Like, uh, mm-hmm. Best Buy's open? This is, uh, so this is how we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're really going to, okay, and I don't know if a lot of people noticed that. And I get, okay, yeah, we're going to need our essentials oh. and, I noticed. I was like, I can go to Walmart, but I can't even get an appointment to see my doctor. <laughs> or, or go to church and 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 make your, yourself right with God before you die of this pandemic. Like none of the, none of that is available. <laughs> but you can go to Walmart. So. <laughs> go to Walmart and not get any of the essentials you need. And, what? and you know what? And shout out and shout out to all of the people who you know worked 
at Walmart during this pandemic and put themselves at risk. And Just everything. essential workers in general. Yeah, and, like, yeah, in general, in a general sense, shout mm-hmm. out to the um, essential workers. But at the same time, I'm talking about the more corporate, obvious, you know, strategy here behind those workers, not mm-hmm. them themselves, but the corporate muscle behind them. That's like, oh, oh yeah, well, these people are OK to risk in this situation. But this one isn't like Shelby mm-hmm. going to, you know, to the VA to get her wrist looked at. That's we can't have that. But we can have, you know, cleanups on aisle 13. Like, I'm, I, mm-hmm. you, you see the contrast where I'm like, OK, where are our priorities here? Like, what are yeah. we what are we really doing? So that's I'm glad that we got a chance to kind of glaze over that before we got into um, our topic. Since we got a chance to get our questions out of the way. Um, and we're about to go to our commercial break and do our um, shout outs. Before we do that, I just wanted to kind of talk about our giveaways here on the Amalga Files. Um, we have had a really rough time <laughs> because our podcast is mostly um, audio. We've had a really rough time following um, Facebook. And um, it's not like the videos where we can kind of keep up with everything the same way. So from here on out, we want you guys, anyone who has participated or wants to participate in any of the giveaways going forward, we want us to have you email us at amalgafiles at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on the WhatsApp if you're out of the country. We have a few out of the country listeners. So if you guys want to call in and leave us voicemails or call in during the show, we have an Amalgafiles WhatsApp. Or as always, you can reach us at 443-365-1340. Again, that number is 443 443- Three six five one three four zero for call-ins and for voicemails for giveaways. All this information I'm giving you is for the giveaways and participation in the giveaways. So after you hear the cast, you can call in, email, or give us a WhatsApp. Um, give us your submission for the giveaways, and we can hook you up with a lot. Of, you know the swag that we have. Um, the way we're deciding to do it from here on out is we're going to take all of the prizes that were not given away before. And we're going to actually reissue them. Um, and all the winners that from the um, past giveaways, we're going to make sure that we catch up with you guys as well. And we'll be in touch with um, you and sending out some stuff to you guys as well. So just be on the lookout. Um, with that said, our shout out, shout outs as always to our online social media family, Anime Universe, Throwdown Thursday, Retro with Octopus, Amalgamation, Acid Kitty. Um, shout out to the ladies, right? The ladies of Amalgamania and um, starting their own um, bath and body line, um, more specifically to Madam President, um, Madam President Taryn Barber, um, has been working with beauty products and um, empowering the ladies in the group to join this effort. So be on the lookout, ladies, for Acid Kitty beauty products and um, all kinds of awesome stuff. And gentlemen, too, I hear there's going to be some unisex items, some beard oils and all kind of man lotions and, and soaps and uh, all kind of good stuff. Ooh, I've so. already been stalking the TikTok. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see there's some, there's some, there's some buzz out there. All I'm saying is if you want to get in on the ground floor, you might want to check it out. Acid Kitty, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And that does it for our, oh, wait a minute. How could I forget the loudest sports show? Shout out to our favorite angry nerd. Um, keeping our sports nuts informed and, and, and entertained while you know, you're waiting for your favorite sport to come back around. You can always get with Patsy in the loudest sports show. Um, uh, you can find him pretty much anywhere where your um, podcast needs are served. And we'll uh, share some links as well on the site and, on, um, and in Facebook as well. Um, and shout out to Steve Van Samson for the Witchworm book that um, just released not too long ago. Um, we, he did have the hardcover sale where you get all kind of awesome stuff, uh, posters and pins and signed artwork and all kind of amazing things. So if you don't have yourself a copy, you might want to get yourself one. Um, yeah, no, right. Me too. I'm waiting for mine. I can't <laughs> wait to get my pin and my, um, I saw the artwork actually, cause you know, we did the cast together, um, not too uh-huh. long ago, the Amalgam Forum. And I got a chance to actually look at some of the art. I'm, I am so stoked waiting for my copy. Yeah, I actually beta read the, the book for Stephen. It's actually probably one of my favorite pieces that he's written so far. Nice, and that's saying something because he's 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 written some pretty good books. So I got I got to give it to you on that. Um, so yeah, be looking out for that. You can um find him on Rush Roughhouse Publishing, and um also he's also over all over social media. So we'll leave you some links for that as well if you want to get yourself a copy. 
And um, we're going to pay some bills. We're going to uh, go ahead and kick it over to Amalgamation. They're going to run some um, commercials for you guys, and then we're going to get right back into our show. So uh, we'll be right back right after this commercial break. In a world swarming with boring, predictable awards shows, what will separate from the rest? Rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. Podcasters, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers, now is your time. Make your voices heard and submit your program by going to amalga-mania.com for all the details, submission categories, and guidelines. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards, the summer's biggest blockbuster event. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back. Ladies, we paid the bills. We're good now. We got the lights on still. All the microphones are working, I think. Everybody's still there? Oh, uh, we, yep. we good. Okay, good. Just making sure. Just making sure because, you know, sometimes those commercials don't play. We can't be having that. They're shutting us off in the middle of the podcast and stuff. Um, all right, right back into the show topic. We kind of um, glazed over a couple of questions that I wanted to do, and we talked a little bit about the more um, finer points of the pandemic and Obviously, we were trying to be as satirical as we could be um, in the beginning, just to kind of make light of a very heavy topic. But um, ladies, getting into some of the things that we have learned about this, um, you know, from beginning to end, what do you guys think? I need to I'm going to weigh you guys out on the Mulder meter and scullyometer on this one. Um, is this a. You know force of nature gone wrong some type of you know just a way mother nature is telling us we need to do something better about the environment or take better care of ourselves physically or something or you know is this a man-made you know population control tool or some kind of type of bioweapon that got out of hand what do you what do you think as far as you know watching the progression of this thing and hearing some of the information and some of the research that we've done in it what do you guys think uh, who do you uh, want to go well, first? COVID isn't actually, coronavirus isn't actually a new thing. Right. Uh, there have been several different types of it over, you know, years, generations, all of that. It's basically kind of like how the flu is. It just mutates and we get new strains of it and we just happen to have gotten this really bad strain this time and got hit with it. Um and now they're having to basically take the same kind of precautions that they would take for, like, the flu if it was a really bad strain. Um, so I do think that it is more of Mother Nature, but I think that it, it has a lot to do with us as people and how we reacted to it that made it grow and, and affect us so badly. Okay. Shelby? So I, I kind of agree with Jordan. I definitely think this is kind of just a mother nature, like biological thing that happened. But some of the conspiracy theories, I'm just like, they're so almost kind of far fetched or like really interesting to read. Like, I mean, so, some of the big ones, obviously, they think it's like a genetically engineered bioweapon that either escaped from a lab in China or was created in the U.S. to attack China. And I'm just like, that's so bizarre to me. And uh, I think, like, the biggest conspiracy theory is they believe that they took the proteins from the HIV virus and mixed it with the COVID or whatever, and that's kind of how COVID-19 was created. And I'm just like, that seems like a lot of work that people did because i mean even like people in power and stuff were affected by it cough cough kind of uh at their own fault for not listening in the first place right to like what was done but i mean most of the people that are saying these conspiracy theories have zero academic knowledge or degrees or in like virology or biology or anything they're pretty much just conspiracy theorists or just kind of weirdos or even law professors and stuff just 
people that assume that this is what is happening. And I feel like some people are using this kind of to bend towards their agenda. And I mean, especially with uh, obviously the elections that were happening, a lot of people were trying to like point fingers like, oh, this is the Democrats' fault. Or, oh no, the Republicans created this type of thing. And it's kind of shocking to me how many people genuinely believed a lot of this stuff like that that is probably the thing that blows my mind the most because obviously we're sitting here and we're like nah that, that's pretty far-fetched but there's like thousands of people that genuinely believe that this is actually happening that people actually think that we created this ourselves and i don't know I, that's just kind of hard for me to kind of wrap my head my head around like people are kind of gullible Okay. With me, I think I'm going to be Mulder here. I'm going to, I think I'm going to side on the Mulder side for this. I think that, okay. Again, this being a variation of the um, SARS. Um, so basically, like Jordan said, there was already a, a variation of this sickness beforehand. My thing, and what didn't really make any sense to me was initially when they started getting cases of what they would call or what was called in the beginning weird pneumonia. Um, you know, people were like, okay, well, what are you going to do about this? Um, you know, affluent strain of pneumonia. It's, it's has these different traits to it. And there was a doctor, um, Lee, uh, Wen Liang. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correct, but that's how it sounds for me reading. I'm sorry about <laughs> it. I butchered your name doctor, but, um, it's Li Wenliang. Um, he's a Chinese doctor, and um, he was—he's an opathologist, um, known for raising awareness of the early COVID nineteen infections in Wuhan um, on the thirtieth of December in two thousand nineteen. Now, initially, there were emergency warnings at local hospitals about you know varied pneumonia cases that were crazy, and um, he diagnosed it as a severe you know as a severe um acute respiratory syndrome which we all know as SARS which we all know there was a a pandemic not long back where SARS was pretty much floating around and it was a pretty big scare and a lot of people were coming down with it um the thing that bothered me about this is as soon as this doctor um shared these unconfirmed obviously in the beginning reports of this variation of SARS which COVID-19 ended up being exactly that um he was admonished taking taken out of his profession for a minute and then kind of uh i guess scolded by the chinese government and the communist party of the um people's republic of china and um then you know he was allowed to go back to work contracted the the virus and then died february 7th of 2020 so 60 days after him basically trying to warn the public of this he was admonished, taken out of work, put back into work, contracted the de- disease, and then died. And okay, well, that one that might be. You know what I'm saying? Like that—that that might be that they intentionally exposed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's. It, I, listen, I—I I was. I've never. I just was watching um, one of my favorite movies the other day. It's called The Lucky Number Slevin. And the mighty Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley, was in the movie, and he was playing the uh, part that's of a. That's one of those movies that um, that's that's like one of our go-to movies. If you know, you know. With that one, it's you know what I'm saying. Only us, only us hip cats know about that. You know what I'm talking about, Jordan. Um, but if you mm-hmm. if you know if you know about Lucky Number Seven, the, the mighty Ben Kingsley was in the movie, and he was playing the uh, the um, role of the, the, rabbi. Uh, the rabbi, right? And um. He said something that was really intricate, but at the same time powerful. He said, the first time somebody calls you a horse, you call him a jerk. He said, the second time someone calls you a horse, you punch him in the nose. He said, the third time someone calls you a horse, well, then perhaps maybe it's time to start shopping for a saddle. You know what I mean? Like, and in this particular case of reading what happened to this doctor, it was like, okay, so he was wrong in the beginning. So you scolded him took him out of, out of his profession because he was wrong and he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Then you say, oh, well, no, it's okay. You can go back to work. Then he contracts the virus and dies. Like within a month. Shuffle. 
like within a month. Like we're not talking about, I mean, this is a healthy guy. He's, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, a doctor, pretty smart guy. He, you know, takes pretty good care of himself. Like he was the one who kind of said, uh, you know, these cases of pneumonia are pretty bad. Let's mask up and, you know, put on our gear and deal with this as best as possible. And then all of a sudden he's wrong and then contracts the virus and dies that quick. And some of the other cases that I've heard about where this virus attacked um, immune systems and people's biological makeup and physiology and the way it did it, Mm -hmm. it just didn't, to me, it didn't read like when SARS hit and like, you know, I get, you know, it was, you know, more controlled and we came up with a vaccine a lot faster and everything. And it was, we had better organization as far as warning. Okay. Granted all of those things, but this just seemed a lot more aggressive. And for the amount of people that were dying, I think that it would be an error of us not to at least ask the question, you know, is this something that was crafted or made, or is this something that we just happened to stumble across accidentally? Mm -hmm. And as long as that question is being asked, I'm happy. I don't have a particular point of view. I'm just not above asking that question given everything i, a lot of I people, definitely gotcha with that one you know a lot I, of people have have lives have have been changed irrevocably because of this a lot of people are gone no longer with us because of this pandemic there's if there is any responsibility for it i think at the very least as a as a race of human beings we should ask the questions like you know why was this doctor treated this way why did this happen Mm-hmm. You know, what What exactly is in these vaccines, the cures, and what are we dealing with? And I think having those questions in general is going to help us combat something like this mm-hmm. in the future. What do you ladies that's, think? That's I mean, definitely hearing this. That's definitely peculiar. I totally didn't know about that that case at all. Like, that's really interesting. I know during my research, it like most of the conspiracy theorists I was finding was just kind of like, random dudes okay or like politicians and stuff so yeah. that's why i was more so like no why would i believe these people that are not professionals in their field but if there's actual professionals or like virologists or biologists and stuff that are like hey something's uh something's kind of a foot here then i would be more inclined to listen about it right but that's why i was more so harsh on like no this this can't be true these are like people that have no knowledge about this at all but if there are professionals out there saying hey i think we should kind of take a take a little looky at this then yeah I'd, I'd be a bit more inclined to listen to what they're saying exactly and i think that's what and, and that's another thing that bothered me is that i just felt like as as relevant as this man's life and death was to this pandemic I just don't remember. I know they had a memorial for him in New York um, after he died, but I just would imagine that being that he initially was the person who warned us of this pandemic coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't believe that there's not more publicized, you know, yeah, actual that, intelligence. That's something I find a bit odd is like Me you too. mentioning that. And I'm like, I heard nothing about this until you mentioned it and i mean like i said even in my research i didn't even see his name pop up right that's weird how he was almost kind of just swept under the rug yes and and the way he died is Mm -hmm. also indicative of i just it it leaves questions for me more than anything i mean it's sad that he was you know uh, that he died of and like so many others of this pandemic and again this isn't just to feed our conspiracy theorists uh, hunger or anything of that nature. It's, you know, of course our hearts and, and, and minds go out to all of the people who are affected by this pandemic in any way. Um, and it, we are not taking that like whatsoever. It's just, if, if someone doesn't ask these questions, if someone doesn't bring up these points, um, we're doomed to end up in the same predicament. So that's my point is just, I hope we are asking questions, especially now that we're going to um, be going into the last part of the cast and also, the more relevant side of that um, argument, the, the, the cures, um, who's getting them? Uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, do you think this is something that's necessary? Uh, you know, all that stuff. Talk to me, ladies. Um, I will not be getting vaccinated. Okay. Uh, 
the reasoning behind it is because, for one, they haven't finished doing testing on... You know what, Jordan? Um, no, you know what, Jordan? You don't got to do all of that. You could simply just say, don't start, none won't be none. We don't. We ain't had the coronavirus. We don't want no parts of it, and we don't, we're not getting injected with none of it, and that's that. You can just say that. This is a Files. You can say that if you want to. It's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they haven't finished doing testing on uh, pregnant or breastfeeding uh, patients, so I don't want to do something that is potentially going to affect my son negatively until they know more about the vaccine. Okay, um, fair enough. Also, it hasn't been around very long, and so I would just be more comfortable if there was a longer period of time to just see how it affects other people. Um, also, the fact that I don't leave my house, getting the vaccine could potentially put me at a higher risk than just not getting it in the first place. So. Right. Okay. No, no. Understood. <coughs> Shelby? Um, I'm... I'm going to hold off on getting the vaccine because, like I said, because I am so high risk, I am worried that it could, like, again, because it hasn't been tested as much. And the only people I really know that has been, like, getting the vaccines, they are all very healthy people. Mm -hmm. Like, I know in the military, they have been kind of making some people go and get this vaccine, almost kind of like they're making them test dummies essentially mm -hmm. and i'm like just i think i want to wait especially because i know they were rushing so much to even get a vaccine out there that i think i'm gonna hold off a little bit just to make sure it is safe because i mean i i know some people are like wholeheartedly like oh no this is 100 percent working yada yada i'm like i'm just gonna wait i'm a little skeptical i don't want to be shot up with drugs that i don't know work <laughs> right Okay, um, for me, uh, I'm 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 in league with both of you ladies on this. Um, I'm sorry, but there is just not enough uh, research and you know knowledge for me personally. I think that it is fortunate that we have a working um, cure or something that we are sure is working. Um, but yeah, for me personally, I think that my thought is um, I've gone this long without contracting, spreading, or putting myself at any kind of risk for the virus. Out greatly than you know, following the precautions and doing what I, I was subscribed to do. Um, but as far as like just openly jumping into this vaccine without doing a lot of research beforehand, just not going to happen. I feel like I would have to do a very extensive. Uh, breakdown of what this is and wh what the effects might be in general because um, it could be taken on a whole new set of problems with it. And um, I know that it's good for most people and, you know, people got to do what they got to do. And I am not in any way discouraging anyone to not get vaccinated or, or make anyone afraid to get vaccinated. This is just my personal preference. But yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more research and a little bit more understanding of what they are actually using as a vaccine and how it works. And once I have that, I think I'd be feel a little bit different. But until then, yeah, I'm going to have to side with you ladies on this. I'm just going to and Jordan more so in, in your predicament. I completely understand um, with me. Maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe it could be argued. Well, you got to do this for a community because it's you know the right thing to do. And all right, you might be right about that. And I might have to take that into consideration just given the severity of, of, of the pandemic. But in your predicament where it's like, yeah, no, uh, -uh no, there's no way I'm going to put this child at risk or anyone else in my house at risk that I don't have to for the sake of anyone else. You know, so long as y'all don't come over here, I'm not going to go over there and we'll be all right. You know, and that's that's I completely commend and agree with that point of view. And um you know, your, your little man's lucky for, you You know, having that kind of, you know, understanding of the world and being able to protect them that way. So shouts out to you for even, you know, going that far and doing it like that, because it is, it's, it's scary. And, and it's something that you have to consider and know more about. And I agree 100%, but also to those people that are getting vaccinated, you know, um, do so in good health, please talk to your, um, primary care physicians, 
um, relatives, families, loved ones, anyone who might know a little something and know somebody and know somebody and know something about it. Talk to them. Um, find out what you can about it before you just go and get in line and, you know, get a shot, you know, just like with anything else, do your research. And, um, as we always stress here on Amalga Files, you know, check it out before you, you know, say what, what, what you think it is or side with an idea that might end up being the wrong one. Um, okay. I guess that just about covers it, ladies, in its entirety. Um, I think we've uh, covered some of the finer points and, gone from A to Z as, as best we could on such a widespread, um, serious topic. Um, our next show, I'm anticipating and looking forward, we are going to be revisiting the Lisa Liam disappearance and some of the goings-on at the Cecil Hotel. Um, this will be a Amalga Street team um, we're going to be actually going to the Cecil Hotel on the West Coast and doing our own in-depth investigation. There will be a vlog, um, another video for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and in the meantime, like we said, we're going to get the uh, giveaways together for you guys and figure out some stuff as far as that's concerned. Until then, you have a way to get in touch with us and leave your emails and voicemails and WhatsApp messages um, for the next time we start giving away some of this swag. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, ladies, did you have anything else in closing for the topic of COVID-19 or our next topic of on um, the disappearance of Lisa Liam? I think you I think pretty much covered everything. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, so we will see you guys sometime in April. And we'll be bringing you the uh, reinvestigation of the Lisa Liam disappearance and some of the goings on at the Cecil Hotel. So uh, let's strap in and buckle in. We're going to see some amalgamaniacs on this one, hopefully. So uh, some of our West Coasters will be in the building for this. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, we'll see you guys in April. And thank you for joining us here on the Amalgam Bible.